Today, we speak with a garbage man, a person, okay, refuse engineer. Anyway, a local working class hero who rises every day at the crack of 11 p.m. to make the very early morning rounds to pick up your recycling in the city of San Francisco. So what kind of crazy things end up in those bins? Skateboards, plants, lots of adult toys, and would you believe duffel bags stuffed with cash? Also, how do we dispose of things like batteries, razor blades, light bulbs? Did you know that clothing, so long as it is bagged, can go into your recycling? And what sort of items are not recyclable? Styrofoam, milk cartons, shoes. What should we do with the overflow when our bins are full? Fair warning, parts of this episode contain graphic descriptions of sexual activity, violence, and extreme human suffering. Listener discretion is strongly advised. My name is Benjamin Russick, licensed marriage and family therapist, and this is my podcast, Look, Just Tell Me What to Do. So I'm here with Mr. Ben. Great to be here. Yeah. So Ben has the same name as me, um, which I find a little bit, um, I'm not sure how to take it. I don't know a lot of Ben's and you're not even Jewish. I think you're the better Ben. It's possible. Yeah. Well, I do have a higher belt than you. In yeah. I mean, you could beat me up. So you, that makes Well, barely. So Ben is in my jujitsu class. He is a blue belt and he has a lot of nasty tricks that worked on me for about five minutes. Unconventional bullshit YouTube type stuff. Yes. He is a aficionado of YouTube, uh -huh. which makes sense to me since he's in the garbage industry. Huh. <laughs> Trash all around. Trash everywhere. Yeah. And he's very long and tall and strong married which i think married men have more power honestly and then when you have kids you'll be even better at jiu-jitsu there's some weird thing that happens <laughs> so the funny thing is is we have three classes a day in jiu-jitsu we have the 7 a.m's 11 a.m's and the evening classes and you're almost always in the 7 a.m's because for you that's actually late afternoon that is my evening class essentially oh, yeah that is God, that's so gross damn near the end of the day for me so what what <laughs> what time do you get up in the morning uh, I get up at 11 p.m. typically. You get up at 11 p.m.? Yeah, I get up at 11 p.m. I like to take my morning slow. I don't like <laughs> to be in a rush, you know, so I'll, I'll have my coffee and watch yesterday's news. Right about midnight, I'll start moseying to work. I like to get there a little early. Just, yeah, I don't like to be in a rush. Wow. And when do things ramp up? When you start? When does, when does work really start? Uh, so I, I roll out after doing my, my inspection on the truck and whatnot, just before one, typically. Oh, wow. So boots on the ground on the uh -huh. route, probably 110, 115, something like that. Wow. Okay. I wanted to ask you about the actual name of the job. So we can't say garbage man anymore. Like we can't say gingerbread man. <laughs> like at Starbucks, it's Pete's coffee. It says gingerbread person, uh -huh. um, which whatever. Uh, so what is the woke term for a garbage man? I've heard uh, refuse engineer. Refuse. <laughs> You're an engineer. I yeah. love it. Uh, so, so it's a step up. Yeah. You've been to grad school. You know mechanics. Are, are there any weird pronoun wars happening since garbage man was a thing? Is that people say garbage woman or garbage person? Or does that, does that get thrown around at all? Well, yeah, it's, I say garbage person sometimes, but... You're a garbage person, it, Ben. I've yeah, always known that about you. It, it's a double meaning. You're a fucking yeah. garbage person. I'm a garbage person. Okay. I'm also right. a garbage person. Okay. Or just a garbage engineer. Garbage individual. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And do a lot of women work in the force? Uh, there are, I think at our yard, three women that I know of. Okay. Not a tremendously popular profession, but yeah, they're, they're out there. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay. And how long have you been in doing it? I was in Oakland for three years and I've been here for three years in San Francisco. So mm -hmm. six and some change at this point. Okay. You enjoy it? It's not bad. The hours are nice. I work like a grand total of 25, 30 hours a week. 
typically. Yeah, but those are not nice hours. They're not fun hours. No. What time do you go to bed? Uh, I, I should be going to bed. I was, I was doing the math. If I wanted eight hours of sleep, I should be going to bed at like three or four. I'll usually stay up real late to about 5 p.m. And then uh, Whoa. then I'll go to bed. That's and a big night. How do you get to sleep? Uh, I've got a little night mask and I put in earplugs and I've got a, a fan in the room for my little white noise. And the wife can make as much noise as she wants. And, and it works? I've got a really fucked up circadian rhythm at this point. What are your tasks as a refuse engineer? My my specific route is uh, recycling. So I drive around the recycling truck okay. and pick up all the blue bins. I see. And I've got a, a defined route that I pick up every day, okay. certain streets. Yeah, just leave all the cans empty. Try not to make a mess. Did you also do regular trash? Yes, I have done it before. I was, uh, they call them floaters. And whenever somebody calls in sick, you pick up their route. So walk us through a day in the life. You get up, you, you start just picking up the stuff and throw it in the back yeah so it, it's got the they call it the tipper that uh, picks up the cans and mm -hmm. people are always fascinated to find out we don't have the big claws like they do everywhere else mm -hmm. that grabs a can they don't realize that san francisco has so many damn cars that you actually have to walk around and oh. the cans are never where you want them to be right it's always a foot mission so you have to get out each and every house and hook up the can to the side of the truck dump it in the truck go to the next house same thing do you ever get yelled at um so i have been actually when i was the route prior to the one that I'm on now, gentleman had uh, filled up his uh, recycling can with all of his grass clippings. And <laughs> it was just top to bottom full, bunch of grass. And I uh, was like, well, that's not recyclable. And I shut the lid and put it back where it was and didn't uh -huh. dump it. Yeah. And he must have known that something was going to happen because he was looking out the window the whole time and he comes running out. I was working with a partner at the time and we were a couple doors down the street when uh, he said, hey, you missed my can. And I said, no, you got grass in it. Told him, you got to talk to the garbage guy, get him to dump it for you. He'll take care of you. He goes, dump the fucking can. He pushes me. And Jesus, an older guy, probably 60s, 70s, maybe. I was explaining to him. I was like, no, no, you need to keep your hands to yourself. The other guy will do that for you. I'm not going to do it. And I turn around to walk to the truck and he takes a swing at me mm -hmm. and kind of hits me in the back of the head. Jesus. And uh, Over grass so campaigns. I kind of, I grab him and kind of get him like a, like a head and arm. Was this pre-jujitsu? No, no, no. This was this was during jujitsu. So okay. it, it not you jujitsu'd him a, a little. Yeah, we could say that. Good. <laughs> but the the angle that I had him at, he uh, started biting my arm. Oh, geez. So I was just trying to like calm him down, like uh, just hold on for a fucking sec. Yeah, he started biting my arm, and I take a step back and throw him to the ground. As he falls to the ground, his head bounces off the curb. Oh dear. And uh, I was like, oh shit, why'd you have to go and do that? Come on, man. And. We're sitting there for a second. We're completely blocking the street. It's a real narrow street in Bernal Heights. Um, Bernal Heights, figures. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I just and, have uh, to say that. I don't know a damn thing about Bernal Heights. It's, Keep going. It's, yeah, it's an interesting place. So I call my supervisor. Supervisor comes out. Well, while he's on the way, the guy's crawling onto all fours and gets up, starts walking back to his house, doesn't say another word to me. Luckily, the house that everything transpired in front of had security cameras. Oh, good. And so we went and banged on their door and got the whole video. And yeah, yeah, no, it was self-defense thing. And that guy never came out of his house again. Oh. Never ended up seeing him again. I wonder if he puts cans where they're supposed to go now. I, yeah, and probably sorts his things. I mean, uh, but there's a whole canister, the green one for, oh, yeah, for he's got one. grass clippings. What, yeah. what was he thinking? Yeah, I think it was empty too. I don't think he didn't even use wow, it. Wow, like his it's, head. Okay. Are, yeah. Um, quickly, how did you find this job? How did you get into it? Uh, so I was working in Richmond delivering beer. I was working for the, the Miller Coors distributor in Richmond for okay. a long time. And my uncle was a garbage man in Oakland. 
Refuse engineer. Refuse engineer, pardon me. Come on. He's like, hey, we're hiring. And so I put my name in, filled out an application, got a call almost immediately because it's kind of who you know, not what you know in uh -huh. the garbage industry. You got to know somebody to get in typically. <laughs> That's and, so uh, weird. It's, it's so funny because like you'd think it'd be like nobody would want it, but it sounds like I'm like a longshoring job. Like it's really it, difficult to get. It's kind of like old timey mafia yeah. type of thing. It's, it's Teamsters, Jimmy Hoffa. Right, you know? right, right. I think Oakland specifically was very incestual like that, that they only hired people that they knew and you had to be recommended and so on and so forth. Sure. What's the average wage? I think in San Francisco, I think we get paid more than most of the country, if not everyone. Okay. So I think scale for us right now is like $53 an hour. Oh, wow. And there's plenty of overtime to be had. You can work all day and night if you want to. And there's good coverage, good benefits. Yeah, good health, benefits, a retirement's all right. Mm -hmm. It's a good deal. Cool. They don't pay for jujitsu, do they? They don't. Bastard. I wish they did. It's all expensive. Right. Um, a friend of mine saw a bio waste bin being thrown into the same bin as the regular trash one morning. Uh -huh. Is was is that a was that something he wasn't supposed to see, or is it? I've heard that those things are bifurcated like the same. Okay, time. yeah. So there's a divider in the truck. Ah, uh, okay. And so it's like these little flippy. Okay. It's, it's, yeah, hard to explain, but they're these little flippers basically. And if you throw it on one side of the flipper, it goes on the trash side, and then. Okay, I figured. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. then, so if you actually look at the back of the trucks, you can see they're actually dual chambered. Okay. So, what kind of things do you find on the job, like like weird stuff? Uh, I send you a lot of pictures. Yes, you do. So Ben sends me pictures of uh, dildos <laughs> and uh, most recently a butt plug. Yeah, large ones. Uh, it was it was fist size or larger. It was that was a healthy butt plug. Yeah, that was it was it was gross too. It was sitting on top of a thing and it was next to like these two pizza? containers of like Food pizza containers? dip or something yeah. like oh what is that doing? Somebody's all, having a weird night. All day. <laughs> Yeah, I wake up and I get this picture and it's like, here's a dumpster and here's a like a three foot long. Oh, God, no. Thinking of you. And so why do you think these things get thrown out so often? Um, you know, that that that's a hard one. The butt plug, maybe it was too big. Maybe it didn't fit. Because <laughs> who's going to return a sex toy? They've probably got a terrible return policy. Well, yeah, because who's going to take it? Like, you know what I'm saying? Once you buy it, it's kind of like, yeah, I, I don't put know it where in the, the dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you going to sell it to? Uh, there's probably not a big secondhand market for them uh, either. Probably. Can you see, imagine the ad on Craigslist? I <laughs> I bet there's one up there. I'd be willing to bet on it. <laughs> so what else do you find? I mean, the things I'm thinking of are like medication, guns, ammo, body parts, cats. Yeah, actually, well, the most recent one I heard, um, there was somebody in Potrero Hill. This was not me, but they actually found a dead body in one of the garbage cans. No shit. I think he went to tip the can and it was abnormally heavy and he popped the lid to see what was in there. And there was somebody that had uh, been stuffed in there. Um, Lord knows by who. I think probably warranted some big investigation, what yeah. have you. Yeah, no, I've, I've been lucky enough not to find any dead bodies in garbage cans just yet. When was that? That was uh, that was in 2021, I believe. Yeah, that happens a couple times a year. It's not really? abnormal. It's a thing. It's it's absolutely a thing. Well, the other thing is the trucks that pick up the dumpsters. Uh huh. Oftentimes, homeless people will sleep inside the garbage cans, okay. the dumpsters, to you know get out of the rain, sure. or they're just digging for treasure. And if they don't wake up or they're heavily self-medicated, then they end up in the back of the truck. And those guys have no way of knowing until so, ooh, they it's kind of too late. It's actually even worse than it sounds because it's kind of Star Wars-esque that they have this big packing blade that shoves everything oh, in the back Jesus of the truck. Oh, Jesus Christ. And so, yeah, yeah. And then 
Luke's not there to save you. R two D two is not there. R two D two is yeah. No, see, I don't mean to let make a joke out of that. That's actually really really awful. It, it's yeah, I can yeah. imagine. I have no interest in that. Oh man, it sucks to be homeless in San Francisco. It, it's less yeah. than ideal. Oh god, those poor souls. Do you ever find any like guns or anything like that? I've not been lucky enough to find a gun just yet. Uh, my my uh, notice he said lucky. <laughs> I do find stuff that I bring home every once in a while. Tell us what. Uh, uh, most recently, somebody had thrown away this fancy like wire wine rack, and it was like some kind of iron, and they welded it together, and it's got all these twisties, and it's like a, a wine tree of sorts. Oh, cool! And I brought it home. And I thought it was super cool. Loaded all my wine into Your it. Your wife's and, like, you got this where? And exactly, <laughs> she goes, "Are you bringing home more fucking garbage?" It's absolutely a thing. She she gets really upset with it, but they're kind of treasures, you know. It's so she doesn't <laughs> mind it when you walk in through the front door. Uh, uh no, no, that's, that's a complicated joke. Never mind. <laughs> um, so what other treasure have you found? Uh, I found bicycles. I found a skateboard the other day. Typically, there's a reason that it's in there. It's trash. It's broken. Nobody mm -hmm. wanted it, mm -hmm. you know. But other times, sometimes people are just getting rid of stuff. I found pocket knives. I found, you know, just little trinkets. I'll keep an eye peeled for treasure, but typically it doesn't end up in the recycling. Mostly in the trash. That work yeah, really yeah. It's, it's, what it's, kind of things you've heard about being found? Uh, people have definitely found guns. I got a, a coworker that found a gun, and he set it on the side of the truck. There's these little platforms, and he uh, was going to take it home and was driving around with it and forgot it was there and it fell off the side of the truck. <laughs> <laughs> wow, and, uh, so imagine? yeah, Lord knows who has a gun now. Oh, but God. What, what's the sort of the coolest thing you've heard about being found in the trash? When I was working in Oakland, there was a couple of guys that were doing the dumpster route of mm -hmm. the front loader bins. They noticed there was a duffel bag right on top of the can, right on top of all the trash and whatnot. The partner gets out and goes over grabs a bag and unzips it and it's literally full of money holy shit just full of fucking money i think they counted it it was something forty thousand bucks wow what a, uh, yeah that's I quite a do they get to keep it i uh, they didn't say a goddamn word to anybody <laughs> until now <laughs> you know and now the world knows that's fantastic good for them i was jealous i'm jealous hearing about it yes. <laughs> <laughs> i do find a lot of money though tell me about that you you go to bars they throw receipts and tickets and whatever and for some reason, I mean, maybe I'm just assuming how it ends up in there, but for some reason you get dollar bills and you get fives, you get twenties. Oh, like, really? I how often do you think you find money? Accidentally. Uh, dollar bills, probably once a week. Really? I'll find paper money once a week, but I, I mean, I find all sorts of change. Right. I'm always better if it's silver, I'm picking it up. You know, there's this industry where they take used cars and they turn them upside down and run them on a rack and shake them so that all the change comes out. Uh -huh. And that's how they make their money. Huh. You can hear it like raining down uh -huh. on the coins. There's uh, San Francisco, does, well, Oakland does too, but uh, they've got a book pickup service and they'll come by and pick up any old furniture or appliances and whatnot. My favorite thing to do was to take the dryers that you'd pick up and you crush them and you can crush them in such a way that you can kind of fillet them open. Sure. And you get a tremendous amount of change coming out of those. You yeah. Dollar bills and all sorts of shit that you accidentally throw in the dryer and wow. it ends up disappearing. It ends up, it's still in there. Does anyone ever find any like art or anything like that? Uh, people throw away paintings and whatnot, but it, it's, I don't. I heard about, you know, those, you know, those shows where they have like, they, they sell off like, um, storage units, storage units. Uh -huh. I think most of those are fixed, but I've heard a story about a guy who just did that as a hobby mm -hmm. or a thing. And he found a Fabergé egg, hmm. a Fabergé. It was worth like, I don't even know. You get lucky sometimes. Lots of zeros. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So what kind of things have you seen or heard about being thrown away that really shows, oof, the society's not doing so good? Like, what the fuck was that person thinking? Uh, you get people 
sometimes like diabetics that'll just fill the can with like hypodermic needles. That's really a pain in the ass because mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to have any part of that. You get uh, the homeless folks will use them as a, uh, a pooping receptacle yeah. sometimes. And yeah. uh, that's always fun to find. Based on what you see out there, what do you think? How, how do you think people are doing? Uh, a lot of people shopping at Costco. Costco's big. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Interesting. A lot of bulk food boxes. As far as mental health, it's a hard read. I mean, aside from people throwing away the sex toys and whatnot, it's uh-huh. like maybe it was a breakup. Yeah. You know, something right. like that. Drugs? No, typically uh, people dig through the cans a lot. You get a lot of the vagrants coming around, what yeah. have you, digging through cans, looking for recycling, looking for this, that, and the other food. Uh-huh. And I'm, I'm sure they find all the drugs. Any other stories from any of your coworkers that come to mind? Uh, yeah, actually. I was talking to a coworker the other day and uh, we were trading stories. I was telling him about how I was driving down church and there was this guy who was walking out of Dolores Park right at like 18th and Church. He was walking across the street in front of the truck and stops and looks at me. He's like kind of staring at me and I was sitting at a red light. I wasn't in a hurry. He turns around and pulls his pants down and just starts showing me his asshole. (laughs) (laughs) There was somebody else at the crosswalk that's looking at him and then looking at me, like trying to figure out if we know each other or something. (laughs) And that was not the case. It was just, (laughs) I was telling my coworker this story and he was telling me about a gentleman in Soma who gets very excited every time the garbage truck comes by and will actually stand in his window and masturbate as the truck comes by. Oh man. And so the guys are out service in the house. This guy just gets excited to the point that he uh <laughs> what an interesting fetish butt naked they said <laughs> wow that's a good one. Oh, i had another one. Oh, actually just recently god i feel like a lot of these are like sex charged um well that's the most interesting thing in the you world you know sex toys and this and that probably two or three weeks ago on a friday it was the very last house that i was servicing i was done with my day we have inside service so you have to they give you a bunch of keys and keys open up the doors and whatnot this one house was on on cap and the mission. There's always rats in there. There's always just a tremendous amount of rats in the cans. And mm-hmm. so what I like to do is I'll boot the door open and make a big loud bang. Typically the rats scurry away and I don't have to deal with them. So I did that. I booted the door and there's a gentleman getting fellatio uh, leaning on the, the garbage can oh that my. I was supposed to pick up. And this room is just the most putrid smelling, rat infested. Oh. Like I, I could not believe that they could not have found a better place for it. <laughs> but I actually ended up leaving the can because I just didn't want to deal with it. I just shut the door and locked it and yeah. went on my merry way. But it, it's yeah, I was it was it was a great thing to run into right before the right <sighs> before the weekend. Oh God. So you had one more story? Yeah. So actually, um, just just this last week, I uh, I thought I found a dead guy. I, uh, it was one of these accounts that I have to go inside the building for, and it's a big apartment building. And, uh, I go in through the front door and I go, uh, there's another door that goes into the garage. And as soon as I open that door, I smell like fumes, like exhaust fumes and, uh, just like really abrasive and I'm smelling it. And it's like, what the hell? And I open the garage really quick, go hit the clicker. It starts to air out and I kind of let let everything air out for a second before I go back in. I got a little lightheaded just from being in there for the moment. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm looking back into the garage and I can see headlights on in the back of the garage. So I was like, what the hell? And I, I walked down, uh, walked down to the car and there's a, a guy slumped over his steering wheel. <gasps> and, yeah. 
passenger side window was down, but the, the, he was on the driver's side and the window was up. And uh, I kind of knock on the window a little bit. And I, I didn't know how long he was in there. The garage is full of fumes. I knock on the window and just un unresponsive. First thing in my mind is, oh, oh shit, found a dead guy. This sucks. Immediately get on the phone with uh, SFPD, call them, tell them what's going on. I was like, I don't know if you guys got an ambulance, yada, yada, yada. They send somebody down. Two police officers show up and walk back into the back of the garage and open up the car door and shake him a little bit. And he wakes up. They start talking to him and I'm just hearing them talking to him. And it's like, holy shit, he's alive. Apparently he had, I don't know if he had been drinking or what and just didn't make it into the house or maybe it was a suicide attempt. I had no idea. I didn't talk to the guy. You may have saved his life. And, and, but yeah, had I, had I, that's what I was thinking. Like it was kind of surreal to think like that, that had I gotten there, call it an hour later, maybe that wouldn't have been the case, you know? Or five it, minutes. It, it, like I said, I was, I was lightheaded just from being in there for a matter of 30 seconds. Holy shit. And I was getting a little woozy. Yeah, Lord only knows if if he had been in there any longer, it probably would have been a different case. That's a hell of a story. And uh, yeah, that was that was a spooky one. So we're gonna get into sort of a civics lesson here. Mm -hmm. uh, you're gonna teach us things, okay? About trash. Um, we're gonna start with something simple. So a lot of times my my recycling bin becomes overloaded, and I can't fit. You know, God bless my neighbors; they recycle, uh -huh. and so sometimes there isn't room. Mm -hmm. I do what's right. I do cut the boxes up and fold them. You want us to do that, right? Does that make it, everyone's life easier if people yeah. fold the boxes? Why yeah. is that? Well, a couple of reasons. Just handling them is easier. If you've got four big built boxes, mm -hmm. it's a pain in the ass. You're making four trips to the truck. Yeah. Whereas if you cut them down and bundle them, it's just a matter of grabbing the one and throwing it so in. So when you say cut them, because what I do is I just I just take the tape off and I collapse them and I stick yeah, them. Yeah. When you just, say bundle, do you mean that people actually wrap them up in a thing or what? Uh, they want them tied together typically. Okay. Most people won't make a big deal out and of so it. And so if there isn't room in the trash, in the recycling, do I put it next to the recycling or do I just wait till next week? Like, what do I do? Yeah. You just put it next to the can. You guys they, will pick it up? Yeah. Yeah. They typically don't make a big deal out as of it. As long as it's sort of manageable, not just sort of piled, right. sort of, I want to say disrespectfully almost like, fuck you, just pick this up. You know, right. Like, right. No, I mean, there, there are, there are extra charges. They'll, they'll charge you extra if you have extra. How much? I think it varies, but they'll they'll charge you. There's a rate on just a bundle of cardboard. There's yeah. a rate on like the quantity of an entire another can. Okay, but I, th I think it's like five bucks or something like that. Okay, it's that's that's more than worth it. What do you make of? I, I was I came home the other night and there was a old Asian gentleman who you know had a mask on and he was he was taking stuff. He was digging through my thing, getting the aluminum cans, and he was just so nice. And he's like, "Thank you, thank you." And I'm mm -hmm. like, "Wow, it's like the most polite." rating of my recycling bin i've ever seen it's not really i don't feel like i'm being violated or anything like uh -huh. that but a lot of times i see folks coming in and out of this i live in an alley and they collect stuff and i, I, I don't care i don't right. care it's like they're trying to make money and they're not making a mess typically and they just mm -hmm. they want to make a living does that kind of behavior make your life easier more difficult or have no effect at all i mean it lightens the cans from that aspect i i really don't care they can take as much as they want okay the issue comes when they are chest deep in it and digging in the bottom and i'm trying to take the can oh, and yeah. some of them get a little more aggressive and they want to make sure that they get all all anything that's worth money out before yeah. i just throw it in the back of the truck and move on to the next one how much is aluminum worth uh i think i think okay. i think something like a nickel a can or maybe it's 10 cents a can 10 cents a can and, and yeah that's got to be worth more than the, the make of the can Go well on. when you buy anything canned they charge you that extra tax for that oh, and that's the whole reason you bring it back is you get that money back so essentially the tax is kind of like i want to say a social program to help people is that the idea of it? the idea of it is to get to get the cans off the street 
Mm -hmm. and also to get money in the hands of people who may need it. Is that what that tax is about, do you think? I, oh, I think it's more aimed at just getting the material back. What's your opinion of recycling? Like, Do you think it's useful for the world? I hear a lot of varying opinions on like, recycling is just not even worth it. Who cares? I, I think so. But as far as like an economic thing, I, it's, you hear about like China won't buy or recycling anymore because it's too dirty mm -hmm. or they'll only buy it from certain places. So a lot of places that are actually recycling are going out and just putting it directly into a landfill. It's mm -hmm. not all getting recycled because uh -huh. in order for it to be recycled, it's got to go to a recycling plant mm -hmm. and be processed as bulk. But if they're not buying it to do that because it's too contaminated, what have you, then it just ends up in a landfill. It doesn't really make a difference. When I throw things away, I tend to, like people tell me that if I have like a, a, a jam jar and there's mm -hmm. jam in it and it's really caked in there that I shouldn't throw it in the recycling because th if it's food in it, the, it can't be recycled. Is that true? Uh, I think they want you to rinse it. If it's not rinsed or if it's not rinsed properly and it ends up in recycling, is it a big pain in the ass to deal with on the end of the recycling people? I think the recycling facility handles most of it. I'm okay. sure with glass and bottles and stuff like that, there's okay. probably some way of, of doing that. I, I've never actually worked on the recycling side of right. everything okay. as far as at the sorting facility, but you do get to see they separate everything. They've got big bales of cardboard and big bales of cans and Lord knows what they do with the glass. What cannot be recycled that people typically think can? You get a lot of styrofoam. Okay, so no styrofoam. Tremendous amount of styrofoam, grass clippings, you know, uh, any, <laughs> any any compost. Uh, how about like milk cart? Uh, so the, the waxed paper mm -hmm. is typically not something you want to put in there. The plastic milk jugs are fine, mm -hmm. but the, the waxed paper is actually compostable. Okay, what else? Uh, you get people throwing a lot of appliances in there. Oh, yeah. That's... Um, just ding-dongs, you know, people throw old vacuums or microwaves Ugh. or little tiny refrigerators. If yeah. it can fit in the can, you can, I've seen it. And what happens when you, when that happens? Do you, did you throw it in there anyway? Like, well, typically if I can see it, I'll pull it out and set it next to the can or wherever they, wherever they had it, because if it's e-waste or what right. have you, right. it's not supposed to come with me. So I've, I've got this idea in my head that people love to come into my alley and drop stuff in my alley mm -hmm. and say, okay, I don't want this anymore. This is for the public to take, but why do you have to put it in my fucking alley? So like once I found this box this large box it was like three feet high and it had been dumped there and had the address on it and it was a place around the corner and there was a bunch of fucking wood mm -hmm. on the ground that was connected to the box so i put the wood back in the box and i carried the package all the way around the corner and, and put it in back the, at their house back at their house yeah <laughs> so but i've got this fantasy about people just you know depositing couches and stuff i'd like that program where we actually pick up the item and put it back into their apartment <laughs> <laughs> uh, you and me both yeah san francisco offers the uh abandoned waste pickup uh -huh. so whether it be dpw department of public works yeah. or or us we um recology has a department where they actually go out and pick up the larger items how do you do that 311 or what do you do how oh do yeah yeah the 311 app so, so okay, yeah there, there's a process of uh, you go through and take a photo of it mm -hmm. and it geotags the location you're at mm -hmm. and you explain what it is mm -hmm. and you've got all these fields to fill out, but people will actually go for walks. You can, you can see other calls that people have made mm -hmm. on the app mm -hmm. and you can see that people just do these walking routes. They'll just take one picture here and a picture here. And a oh, picture so here. average citizens are actually working as kind of cleanup crews. And, and well, yeah, it's people going on their daily walk and trying to get their neighborhood cleaned up. Kind yeah. Of thing. Okay. And now that 311, through that 311 app, you can have literally anything picked up. It can be a pile of styrofoam cups on the ground and they'll come deal with it it can literally be anything okay yeah. good it, it's kind of kind of ridiculous what 
what gets picked up sometimes. Like what? Big industrial refrigerators. Wow. Um, just like, talking like thousand pound refrigerators and kitchens, restaurants, what have you. Oh. Will not schedule a pickup. They'll just put it out. And, and wait for the world to kind of digest it. Right, right. And I mean, it's San so Francisco, I guess, what they do in New York is they charge the address of whatever place they pick it up in front of. Right. So if they have to pick something up in front of your address, they're going to charge your building. And so there's kind of a community justice kind of thing that you don't see people pushing stuff down in front of other people's houses right. because the neighbors are going to, you know, it's enough right. incentive to not do it. Yeah, I would hope so. That's fucked up, man. So typically to get rid of those things legitimately, if you have a large item like a couch or an industrial fridge, uh, what do you do? We'll, we'll take it, but if, if you're a commercial business, I don't think they allow for the free bulk pickup, but as a residential account, just anybody from their house, uh, I think you get two free pickups a year. And if you want to pay for it? You can pay for additional. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay. Yeah. By, by calling? I'm not sure if it's 311 or you got to call Recology for that. Okay. One right. or the other. All right. Anyway, so I want to know about the kinds of things that I don't know how to dispose of. Things like... Well, razor blades. How do I get rid of razor blades? I don't feel I don't feel it's right to throw them in the recycling or the trash. It's that's dangerous. Like razor blades, needles, batteries, light bulbs, shoes, clothes. Uh, so clothes they actually are recyclable. Oh, fabrics, textiles. So they, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, I can put I can put clothing in the recycling <clears throat> bin. Well, yeah, you're supposed to consolidate it and bag it. Yeah. And so what happens is it goes to the recycling facility and they can okay. just pluck the bag full of clothes and textiles. Wow. Because I have there's a there's a free box down the street. But some of the clothes that I get rid of are so gross that I just like I'm not doing that to a uh -huh. person. They don't they don't know. Throwing dirty clothes is probably the last thing they're worried about in those free boxes. I think some terrible things end up inside of those. Yeah. People just use them as trash bands. Uh, one of the one of the I, I do psychology and one of my little dainty quotes is that imagine uh, what it's like, you know, spend a day without a trash can or recycling bin in your apartment mm -hmm. and watch how quickly the trash builds up. Mm -hmm. right it's like it's amazing mm -hmm. and for one thing that'll teach you to appreciate the disposal system of our nation of our civilization and two think about psychologically how quick things build up in your own mind and you don't have a place to get rid of them mm -hmm. so it's like you should have a therapist you need outlets like jiu-jitsu you need um you need places to put your trash <laughs> as a person <laughs> you know and absolutely it, yeah so that's my my little that's that's my little spot for psychology um and i guess you use jiu-jitsu for that right yeah, for yeah, the most part. Yeah, still sidebar. Anyway, yeah. uh, back to the thing. So how about, so shoes, I imagine, as well, are in that same category? Uh, well, I think shoes being that they they typically have a bunch of rubber and stuff on them, I think those just go in the garbage. In the garbage? Um, but as far as like needles and razors and stuff, uh, I think typically what you're supposed to do is like consolidate it into like a milk jug or something that's kind of not puncture proof, but something that's going to keep them consolidated and not fly everywhere when the king gets turned upside down. Uh huh. But yeah, typically like when- uh, And put get, them where? Uh, you, I think you just throw in the garbage. Because I know that um, needles you can take to Walgreens. Yeah, yeah, they've got the special- And batteries. Sharp. You can take needles. You have these little these little things for needles, little canisters. Mm -hmm. Also use batteries you can bring to Walgreens. Oh, batteries you can actually just put on the, the black band as well. There's a little, actually, if you look at it, there's a, a little sticker on top and tells you to put them in a Ziploc and just tape them to the top of the can. Really? Yeah. No car batteries. Nothing Nothing super big, but just household batteries. That's not a problem. How about what? Jesus Christ, I'm glad I talked to you today. <laughs> How about um, light bulbs? Regular light bulbs, you can just throw them away. Uh huh. But as far as the fluorescent tubes, being that they have like the, the mercury and whatnot, I think uh -huh. you got to get rid of those a special way. I don't personally pick them up, and I, I think you're supposed to call somebody. Okay. And I'm sure Ecology offers something like that. How about like old knives and stuff? Oh, you just throw them in there. That garbage that that's not a risk to hurt the person should you like, tape uh, i mean it should you tape them up first or anything like that like i, I mean if you're going to be super considerate but yeah. no, nobody is 
<laughs> oh, God. I mean, you sound like a pessimist. Do you have any experience of like people being really nice and really conscientious, but when it comes to throwing things away, they're a fucking prick? I don't know all the customers themselves, but uh, you get people who just throw shit in there and don't think about it at all. You get people that throw in like a, a bunch of like barbecue ash and just throw it in there loose. So the second you turn the can upside down, you just get this huge cloud right in your oh. face. And actually, it did, most recently, I don't know if it was the printer toner or what, but uh, there was a cart that was just full of it. And there was this big purple cloud that came out. Couldn't figure out what it was until I got back in the truck and saw all my sweat had turned purple. And uh, it was some kind of dye, ink, powdered, <laughs> oh, whatnot. God. Yeah, that was a blast. People just don't think about like they put it in the can they don't think about where this the, the journey that this item is going to go on it's like once you put it out of sight out of mind it's just gone right. it's done it, it's exchanging hands three four five times before it actually makes it into the landfill or recycling facility what have you mm-hmm. so i think the 311 app is a good are there people that just go around picking up shit on their own yeah you can kind of tell when the price of cardboard is up because there's a bunch of guys that drive around in pickups mm-hmm. and will pick up all the extra cardboard and fill their trucks top to bottom it's kind of comical how much they fit in there like it's they get the cardboard guys the cardboard what is that about where are they taking that stuff uh it's i think a lot of it they just take to recology and what do they do they how do what do they get for it uh they they get paid by the pound they weigh the truck when it's full and Uh weigh it when it's empty and i have no idea what the dollar value is on it but evidently it's worth enough to go out and spend hours and hours of your day picking it all up wow do you ever hear stories about stuff that ends up in the sewer system or anything like that? Or do you know anything about the sewage system? Uh, that, that's why, from what I heard, um, the reason the composting became mandatory in San Francisco was because there was so much food waste ending up in the sewer system that it was actually causing clogs and backups and whatnot. They were throwing kitchen grease and uh-huh. just any, anything in there. I think that's why San Francisco initially mandated that everybody have a compost bin and use Uh it and what have you okay interesting so let's talk about waste disposal on a grander scale Mm -hmm. and this can just be your opinions what do you think about landfill do you think the earth is suffering from pollution and from garbage being improperly disposed of i mean i think it's unfortunately a necessary evil Mm -hmm. you know it's all got to go somewhere Uh and like you said try and make it one day without using a garbage can yeah you know and that's there's a lot of people who are on this zero waste mission and they reuse everything and they don't buy anything that's disposable but it's yeah unfortunately it's kind of one of those things that i think we just need it sucks because we're just filling up the planet with trash and trash and trash and trash um and our oceans too in our oceans big garbage patch yeah where is that like i think it's in the pacific it's like as large as texas it's something like that it's massive everything's as large and they always compare things to texas why does texas always get a bad rap it's as big as texas you know why can't you i mean but lots of things are big in this world why texas why not like i don't know nigeria it's as large as nigeria i guess nobody's familiar with the size of nigeria no no nobody nigeria's got to be bigger than texas what you you think it's got to be i don't know we should know that yeah i I feel i feel like i'm i referenced it ignorant people (laughs) i don't know anything i'm uneducated um do landfills ever get filled up Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, it's just a, a that's a constant progression of they build this tremendous mountain of garbage basically. Yeah. And then they start moving to the other side and the other side and keep going and they fill up and they throw a bunch of dirt and grass and whatnot over it and I think that's most of the hills in Livermore are, are trash. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> How do they decide when it's full? Probably just run out of square footage, you know, the the hill gets too steep to put more shit on top and <sighs> 
I got to move along. Is the idea that they're just going to bury it for 10,000 years and hope it all biodegrades? I mean, what's the plan? I, it's, I couldn't tell you what their long-term goal is. It seems like a really poor long-term goal if you're just waiting for it to disappear. So are you in favor of phasing out plastics and styrofoam and stuff? Because that seems like at some point our civilization is either going to run out or we're just going to fill up everything with plastic and styrofoam. And I think they're both petroleum products too. Yeah. So ultimately we're going to run out of oil. We're going to run out of being able to build stuff out of styrofoam yeah. and plastic and whatnot. But yeah, I, I think paper products are probably the way to go on yeah. most of it being that they're compostable. And- I'm generally against forcing restaurants to use paper straws because mm-hmm. I, don't, I just don't like that idea of forcing people to do stuff like that. But then again, plastic straws are such a menace to the world. I mm-hmm. mean, they get caught up in like dolphins, nasal cavities, turtle and noses, turtles, and turtle noses, noses right? Turtle noses. And it's just, it's like chopsticks. It's just such a waste. Mm-hmm. Like I love those plastic forks that are reusable. I mean, mm-hmm. they get kind of weird. They can, when they get wet, they get kind of, Neh. but I imagine I'm hoping they'll fix that technology. Like, like Oh, like compostable forks. Yeah. I mean, yeah. This, it seems like a reasonable compromise. What do you think? I did stuff like that I think is so small. I mean, obviously they go through tons and tons of it, but yeah. I think it's like a band-aid on a sinking ship. Uh, it's such a small scope of stuff that you're focusing on. Yeah. Not only that, but the straw I hate the straws. The paper straws kill me. I know. They get all soggy and miserable and But do you think it's worth it? I'm I'm willing to put the paper straw. I'm willing to forego a straw and just sip my drink. Right. That's me. That's mm-hmm. Ben. What are you willing to put up with? I mean, in, in the end of the day, it's not a hill that I'm going to die on. I, I I don't drink a lot of soft drinks anyway, so yeah. That's not something I'm wildly worried about. And I think while, albeit a small scope of stuff that they're attacking and putting a lot of attention on, uh-huh. it's probably good to focus somewhere yeah. as opposed to just let the world burn. Well, well like, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to clean up the ocean. You see these videos, but they're just, it's like little teeny bits of it at a time. They're, they're coming up with all these weird, these really cool inventions. And, they're and just, the Swedish kid built some fancy boat that goes out and scoops it. And, yeah, well, there's also this, this thing that kind of funnels it. Uh-huh. It kind of sits out there. It looks like a giant funnel that sits in the water. And because of its shape, the funnel goes down into the water. I'm going to fuck this up, but I don't care. Someone's going to yell at me. And something about the shape makes it so that there's suction. Mm-hmm. And so that the trash gets sucked in. And I guess there's a net at the bottom. I don't know what it is. Some sort of vacuum. But I mean, creates. it's just a tiny amount. But like if I were a, a kajillionaire, my pet project would be cleaning up the oceans. Because it's just, you know what I would love to do, man? If I were a billionaire, I would be focusing on cleaning up the San Francisco Bay. I'm sure there's already projects around that, but I would just love to like dredge up all those sunken boats and sinks. And I mean, can you imagine the trash that is in the bottom, the bottom of the bay that people have like thrown off the bridge? Probably a lot of cars and uh-huh. it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't like swimming out there. It's gross. Right. I wonder if there's rules around like pulling that stuff up disturbs the sediment to the point. In other words, like I wonder if there's rules around like okay, if you pull up a car, that's illegal because you're going to actually distribute. You're going to you're going to increase the leaching of all these hard these heavy metals or blah. blah who knows? I'm or maybe it's a habitat now and you're destroying. Right. It. Right. Right. I would love. <laughs> To get the San Francisco Bay cleaned up and have the water. I mean, I know that we have ships coming in and out and it's going to be gross forever, but like, did you know, for instance, that there used to be oyster beds that spanned all the way across the bay? You could walk. Yeah, this was, this was like an, I'm going to mess this up, of course, but you could walk, I believe from downtown San Francisco to Oakland on the oyster beds. No way. And that there was a a tribes of Native Americans living in the area had so much access to food because of these oyster beds that they did not have a word for starvation. I've not heard that. Yeah. God forgive me if I screwed that up, but uh, that's what a smart person told me who was reading a large book. And when we came in here, we just decimated the industry because we were selling the oysters because it was like, you know. Right. Gold. 
gold. Also, we dynamited the whole thing so that we could um, build channels, build and, channels and whatnot. Yeah. And I guess what I think about when I think of those oyster beds is it's like it's a, it's sort of a microcosm of what's happening all over the world because it's easy to see like wow they they really fucked that up. Mm-hmm. That's a really precious thing. Like the bay used to. I mean, they had, there was China Camp out in San Rafael where they had the shrimping, and now they don't do that anymore because it was overfished and it's gross. And but it's like back in the day, nobody thought. Well, I don't know that nobody thought that, but not that many people thought like. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is going to be fucked up in like fifty years. No, this is good now. Let's this is do good. Let's sell do this. Do this. But that's what's happening with plastic mm-hmm. and other things, in the sense that in oil things, in the sense that right now, the right now is much longer. The right now is like a few hundred years of like, oh, cool, we've got this tool. Mm-hmm. I- I'll bet you. I have these fantasies about like take it out. You can't take it out into space. Like it costs more energy to take something out into space than we need anti gravity. We need anti gravity. Just let it float out into space and push it into the sun. Build some sort of trolley system between here and the moon. Anyway, I'm just really hoping that they'll come out with some microbes that eat everything and be interesting. I'm just talking out of my ass. Honestly, right it's now. beyond my scope. I'm just they're garbage gonna, man. They're probably gonna. You, you're, you're a smart <laughs> garbage man. You're a ref, refuse yeah. refuse. And, well, you're an engineer, Ben. Yeah. yeah. God damn it. damn it. So listen, enough of that. I'm gonna talk. The last section is your own mental health, as far as the strange hours that you keep coming home, perhaps smelling like trash. Mm-hmm. Does it affect your relationship? Well, obviously the hours are a big thing. It's hard to be a regular human being on the weekends. You know, the wife wants to go out and party and see her friends and seven o'clock I'm falling asleep at the table kind of thing. Uh And so that aspect of it, it's hard to be social. Moreover, the odd hours between when I work and when my wife works makes it a little difficult to you know, spend a lot of time together. Right. It's helpful that she's working at home mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. But in the event that she does go back to the office, mm-hmm. then it's going to be a whole different thing that I'm going to bed before she even gets home. Something I'm not wildly looking forward to. So that that aspect is kind of taxing, definitely. I would say I'm kind of like peak mental activity somewhere in the early a.m. of the day. By the time I get home, uh, you know, I'm tired and just whooped. It's been a long day. And right. It's, yeah, it's, it's definitely taxing. Absolutely. Okay. Jiu-jitsu helps, but yeah, if anything, I'm more tired then. Yeah. <laughs> How do you get clean? Well, luckily for me, the recycling is typically not all that dirty. Right. It's typically like dry and not super smelly. And most yeah. people are pretty responsible about what they're throwing in. The garbage trucks, on the other hand, really have it rough. There's always garbage juice in the bottom of the cans. Yeah. You're getting splashed a lot. You get a lot of people who will use the city garbage cans as bathrooms. Yeah. And so when you go to dump those, then sometimes you get some auxiliary juice. And yeah, it's gross. Uh, it's one thing I really actually helped my jujitsu is I learned to breathe through my nose a lot. Um, because if you keep your mouth shut, nothing gets into your mouth. <laughs> Do you ever wear a mask? No, we're running a lot. Yeah. And we're moving fast. And it's kind of yeah. one of those things that it's a pain in the butt. Yeah. I mean, I, I keep a mask with me in case I have to go in and get coffee or, yeah. or what have you. But yeah. even if you did wear a mask and the mask has juice all over it, it's still on your face kind of thing. Yeah. Do they have like showers for them or do they have to just... Um, There's a shower at the company, but I wish we had... In Oakland, we actually had like a full locker room and you didn't have to bring any of your clothes there or bring any of your clothes home. There was a full laundry service. You go in, you shower, you show up in your PJs, you leave in your PJs. Oh, interesting. And that that was great. But we, uh, we don't have that in San Francisco, unfortunately. Something I'd love to have, but unfortunately, it's yeah. uh, it's one of those things. So it sounds like you're fine and your coworkers are all fine. Last thing, uh, COVID. Yeah. You had to get to that. 
How has COVID changed the business, if, any, uh, if at all? In my opinion, it's made my life a lot easier. Oh. Oh, just honestly, like, I don't want to say it. I say it. Hope it lasts forever, but son of oh, a I bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, as far as traffic, there's nobody, oh, especially right when it started, nobody was at work. Uh -huh, right uh -huh. so um nobody was leaving their houses everybody was hiding inside their house staying inside it was nobody on the streets uh -huh. and we never got a day off we still continued service as normal but it was awesome because there was never anybody outside there was never cars on the road you never had to worry about traffic right. there was never pedestrians you had to worry about crossing the road sure um there are so many less variables when everything happened that uh -huh. it uh it made life a lot easier okay not to mention the commute to and from work oh i got a question uh are you finding lots of masks now in the trash or in the in the recycling tons <laughs> uh, you want to talk about plastic spoons and plastic straws yeah. and the great garbage patch whatnot uh -huh. we have a much larger issue in the masks i think because those are everywhere you see them in the gutters you see them on the sidewalk you uh -huh. see them just fall where they may people leave them never worry another anything about them and yeah. it just say yeah. can all masks be thrown in the recycling i don't have any idea i don't I have no idea if they're recyclable or not but uh -huh. when i see them in there i don't make a big deal out of it i'd just rather have them in the truck than on the street yeah <laughs> no. all right do you have unsightly do you have uh, any message at all for the world about recycling or garbage or anything that you sort of a, a philosophy of ben don't put compost in the blue blue bin <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic do you feel complete do you feel like you've covered everything uh, anything you think we've left out okay i'm just gonna bring up how everybody just loves throwing stuff in the garbage they do you they know do. It's, it's people get genuinely excited when they get to come up to the truck and throw something in themselves really it's kind of one of those oh, like interesting juvenile interests i think that everybody secretly has and harbors that you because people do that to other people too you know when they give someone shit it's like fuck you and they dump all their stuff on somebody yeah, I, think I, I think it's got to be the same phenomenon. I, I, well, I don't think it's, it's the same metaphor, but it, it's, I think it's, it's... I think it is. I think people love to get rid of their trash any way they can. Yeah. I was thinking more along the lines of people just like seeing stuff get crushed in the back of the truck. Oh, you know? Oh, I see. So people like actually like throwing stuff in and then watching it disappear. They're like little kids. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> little kids enjoy the garbage truck. That's cute. So, so do you see the childlike nature of people come out? Yeah. People get excited when, when it's, I get, I get this. There's a guy that I drive by all the time on 16th uh -huh. and it's a homeless gentleman. Every time I drive by, he's literally just picking up anything on the sidewalk and throwing it into the back of the truck. Oh, he sweet. just gets <laughs> so excited to, so excited to see me and come throw everything in the back. And yeah, so I get cool. a kick out of it. But that yeah, so cool. those things. That is so cool. All right, Ben, I think we're done. Beautiful. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening. Additional information pertaining to this podcast will appear in the program notes. Should you have a query or would like to be a guest on my show, please feel free to email me at benjaminrusick at gmail.com or check out my website at benjaminrusick.com. Thanks again. And remember, if you ever find that your plate is full, or in this case, your recycling bin, well, you know what to do. <laughs> <laughs>